Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel and Greg are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Episode number 14, Twin Cities on the Move. This is kind of the emergency meeting of the fellows here. All kinds of uncertainty in the market today. My name is Paul St. Andrew. I'm a realtor with Remax Results in the Twin Cities area. I'm Joel Benson. I'm with Cardinal Financial, NMLS number 1064642. Greg Rios, Cardinal Financial, NMLS 1505482. And I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. Morning, fellas. How are you? Good, brother. What's going on? Good, We're here. good, We're good. Here. Are we all we all have our six foot perimeter away from us here today? <laughs> right. we, did, we did not shake hands when we got no, here this morning. No mental S- fist bumps. Strange <laughs> things are afoot here. We'll get to all that in a minute. You know, a um, couple quick things. You know, we need to say thank you once again to Tina Winchandy at Country Financial for sponsoring our show. Uh, any insurance that you need, she's definitely the one to talk to. Six five one eight four six eight one six three. And then, you know, I just thought we maybe let's look back to you know kinder gentler times here just a short month ago we were in the snow domes we had a fun snowy night over at longfellow grill it was a great event our anniversary episode gave away a lot of fun stuff had a general good time it so was a lot of fun yeah, it, it was, was, it was, it was great it was out. great thank you for everybody who showed up obviously if you had if you didn't go you can always uh, listen to uh, last month's episode uh, go to facebook.com slash twin cities on the move and check it out. And that'd be one easy spot to find it. Also, just TwinCitiesOnTheMove.com to, to check it all out. But we had a great time. Lots of fun. Had a couple drinks. Had a, you know, snowy afternoon. It was The weather was about perfect for yeah, us to be great. in there. It was Yeah, fun. we had a nice little bit of snowfall. I'm thinking about segment three, how we had 18 people <laughs> crammed in that thing. And what, basically a Petri dish. It you was... Know? <laughs> I know, and we're still here to talk about it. I know, it's not We're still here to talk about it. So I know, which brings us to today's big subject. Again, we hopped into the Minnesota Podcasting Studios about a week early here just because of what's been going on. We've had quite a week this week, and really the last couple weeks have been just a run as far as things are going. Um, Coronavirus has affected every person on the planet, I think. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the big thing going on. It's very, very interesting. And of course, we're just following the news along like like everybody else. And just as we were getting ready to start recording here, March 13th, the, the latest of all bombshells of, you know, the long string of them that just came down, the Minnesota High School League has just canceled all tournaments all yeah. sports for the rest of the year until the for the foreseeable future so that's a lot of disappointed kids out there and parents too that have put in a lot of time and effort and i'm sure they're they're pretty disappointed can, can you imagine like i remember my senior year they just pulled the plug on your career right oh, it'd be devastating yeah you know? it is it is it's darn sad it's darn, and you know i i'm not a panicker i'm not a believer no. in running to the hills and stocking up and you know i only have as much toilet paper in our house as we need today how do you quantify what that i don't is? well you know i have a sis i have a, i have, I have, I have it was an excel sheet it's math joel it's all math <laughs> Okay, it's math and sheets, and it's still too much to talk about here. But right. in spite of that, I it's really important to be thoughtful, not just of yourself. It's really not about me. It's about, you know, the idea of, of us all kind of, I think, just coming together. And, yes, we're going to have to, you know, self-quarantine or self, right. you know, social, social distance. I think one of the things that I keep thinking about is how 
you know, they're saying, you know, with all the the percentages of people af- affected in age ranges, how most of us are probably going to, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're going to get through it, right? Right. But it really is thinking about other people being affected, the the older people, those with who am medical I gonna, conditions. Yeah, if I happen to have the virus, who am I going to affect? Right. And that's where I think, the, you know, you draw the line with it. And, and so all of these precautions that we're taking are, are probably very smart. Well, yeah. And you got to think about the people that don't know they have underlying issues that could sure. be impacted. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's why they're just trying to curb it. You know, you limit the large crowds, not necessarily run for the hills. I mean, I don't love it either. I do kind of agree with trying to limit the large crowds for now. I, I think they're just trying to, you know, because it's like all you do is think about the coronavirus, but other people are going to get sick or need other assistance. And if the hospitals are f- filled with everyone that That's has corona, then Exactly. What? Yeah, then what happens to the guy that really needs something? And, and you know, that's that's where we need to step up just as humans and just – you know, in my opinion, yeah. And yeah, we'll take our lumps now and then a month down the line. Hopefully this, you know, will pass like it has. It's starting to pass now in China. I, I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts in the morning. And one of the ones that I listen to quite often is, uh, well, other than Twin Cities on the Move, uh, the, the New York Times has a, uh, a podcast called The Daily. And there's been a lot of information about sort of the, the steps that other countries have taken. You know, they obviously they're talking about Italy. They're talking about China and this self-quarantine thing. Or just social distancing is that, that you know when you look at the graphs, it's made you know a dramatic impact. And yeah. it's I read something the other day how they were averaging uh, you know thirty five hundred new cases per day in China. Mm-hmm. They've got that down to like twenties. You know, it's okay. they've literally yeah. turned the it's corner. Amazing, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, and in Minnesota, you know, a bunch of Swedes and scan. We kind of are socially distant anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> we walk around with our hands in our pockets, looking at the ground all the time. Anyway, so we'll probably be fine with that. Let's talk real briefly about spring break coming up. Do, do you guys have travel plans? Will you change those plans? We don't. I mean, Steph's so busy with her nursing school. We'll probably just you know, chill out and staycation it at best. But what about you guys? We were planning on going to Florida, um, but then we just kind of changed our mind at the last minute and then all this stuff hit, which I feel kind of good about now, even though, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about my my kids. It's just when stuff like this happens, I prefer to be home just because it feels, you know, I don't want to be on a plane and Mm -hmm. in an airport and all that stuff. Makes you feel more comfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're going to be we'll fine. Yeah, don't a couple, panic. you know. Be sensible. Is the word I hear a mm-hmm. lot is just be sensible. Exactly. Be, and, you know, here's the crazy. thing, too. I mean, this will probably drop, like my kids say. Our podcast will drop here early next week. And um, we'll have more news then. And a week from now, we'll have more news. And two weeks from now, and and it's just going to keep you know going and going. And eventually, we'll come through. And everything, yeah, everything together. Yep, it should be all right. So, and you know, one thing I know that didn't cancel. Nickelback. They only have seven people that go to right. the shows anyway, so it'll be fine. It's funny you say that because uh, my wife made me buy tickets for Rage Against the Machine. Nice. They, they, they postponed it. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, listen, when we come back, um, future segments here, we'll definitely hit on the housing market here coming up in a little while. Um, I really want to know, and let's do this right away when we come back. I want to know how the, the stock market, the oil prices, the bond market, all of that is really affecting mortgage rates right now. So when we come back, let's take a look at that. And uh, please don't forget, again, Tina Winchandy, all your insurance needs, 651-846-8163. This is episode 14 of Twin Cities on the Move.
Welcome back to episode number 14 of Twin Cities on the Move. Again, this is our emergency meeting. We've had quite a week, fellas, this week. I, we, we have coronavirus. We have the stock market. We have oil prices. All of this is affecting us. You know, after a 12-year pretty much upward run of the stock market, um, it's taken quite a tumble this week, and it officially is being, being called a bear market now. Greg, Joel, how is this affecting your world in the mortgage industry? Well, for one, it's limiting the uh, hours I'm able to spend with my family. Um, it's been insane. It's been one of those weeks where, you know, we saw some really sharp declines in rates last week, which was which was awesome, created, you know, kind of a, a mini refinance boom. Then, of course, we have the, the stock market. And, you know, typically, and I'll, and I'll tell you right out of the gate that I'm not typically a big market watcher, you know, because I have to sell whatever I, I have available, right? So when the rates go up, the rates go down. They, they do that for everybody and all my competition. Yep. So I keep an eye on a couple of things just to give me an idea of what trends are going to happen. Um, typically, we look at the 10-year treasury as an indicator. Okay. We look at the mortgage-backed securities. Um, the mortgage-backed security piece is, is the one that's the most directly tied to what the interest, interest rates are going to do. The Fed, when they drop rates, I'll get a bunch of calls that day. Hey, our rate's going to drop. And, and the reality is that the, the Fed funds rate has no impact on the mortgage interest rates. It's literally, it's, a, it's an index that's, banks borrow money to each other overnight to cover float and things like this. That's, that's what the Fed but funds rate is. long-term stuff. Right. <clears throat> now, it'll be an indicator, right? Because mm-hmm. it's an indicator on the, the market overall. Um, the, the interesting thing that's happened this week, though, is we're seeing, you know, typically the bond and the rates have kind of an inverse relationship, yeah. and which can be an indicator. It's never like people ask me, like, should I lock, should I not lock? I tell them, you know, historically, this is what I see when, when this happens or when this happens. This week, we don't know. Like things are happening, things that are normally rate friendly that, you know, the trends are, are, are they're, they're opposing each other. So it's been, it's been a really weird week in that way. When the market tanks, and, and as bad as that is for the economy overall, it's typically a good indicator that interest rates are going to drop. Right. And they did. But then they shot back up. So we're seeing things react in ways that we're not used to seeing, which is having an impact. You know, I've, I've had I've so many stories of people that I started talking to last week. We talked again over the weekend. On Monday, I'm telling them we really need to do something. You know, by Tuesday, it's a completely different picture. Like what we talked about yesterday and over the weekend no longer exists. So let's start over. You know, there's it's been great in a lot of ways. I mean, I've I've prior to this last week, the lowest interest rate I've ever locked somebody in on a mortgage was was two and a half percent, and I've locked some people in this last week at like two point three seven five on fifteen oh, wow. year. That's amazing. Fifteen year terms. That is insane. That's amazing. You know, there'll be a market correction at some point that'll sort of settle things down. Now, with the coronavirus and, and everything that's happening with the stock market, we don't know when that'll be. You know, it's because, like I said, things are just reacting differently than we expect or have have seen historically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it it always settles back down. You know, yeah. and kind of falls back into in, into sort of uh, normal ranges. I mean, and again. I, and I say this all the time, mortgage rates are still historically low. So it's for our business, it's going to continue to be good. Now, that little mini refi boom that we had, it's probably not over, but it's certainly slowed down this week because of you know rates jumping back up. Okay. But again, you know, if, if you've got a, a 5% mortgage rate, we can still save you a whole bunch of money. You know? yeah. Well, here, here's what I'll tell you. First off, I want to thank our sponsor, Tina Winchandy with uh, Country Financial. Uh, the reason I bring her up is uh, she's kind of been integrated with me over the last month or so because, you know, I've been trying to help people refinance. And, uh, you know, when you're digging into that stuff, sometimes you come across people's homeowner's insurance 
and I've been able to uncover some savings. Uh, so I'm referring her some people that I think she can help out. So I just want to thank her. You know, she's well, you know, heavily involved in our podcast. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, this wouldn't be happening mm-hmm. without her. But uh, the the two things that I'm noticing are one with purchase, especially right now, and you guys are probably running into this. I may have pre-approved or your lender may approve pre-approve someone last week for a certain dollar amount, and now that's coming down because the interest rates went up. Mm-hmm. So their buying power is being impacted. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, um, with refinance, it's it's kind of clogging up our pi- pipeline a little bit right now just because, you know, we call it low-hanging fruit kind of in the business because it's, you know, it's us basically calling our clients because we're good at what we do. We reach out to people and say, hey, you know, we can save you save money. Them. This yeah. is how. So I would tell anyone that's listening, you know, if you haven't heard from your mortgage person, that's a red flag because they should have been reaching out to you to say, hey, yeah. you are here. This is what we can do. If you haven't, feel free to reach out to me or Joel. You know, we'd love to run numbers for you. It doesn't cost anything uh, just to see if we can put you in a better situation for you and your family. Other than that, you know, it's just been chaos, super busy. That, that actually reminds me of a funny conversation that Greg and I had the other day. He had a client that he was working with on a refinance, saving him a bunch of money. And, you know, we're, of course, reaching out to everybody. It's our job, right, to keep our client's interest in, in mind. And he had a client whose point of resistance was, you know, almost like this seems too good to be true. If the bank is making less interest, you know, why would you do this? Why are you offering this to us? You know what I mean? He was skeptical yeah. of us offering <clears throat> A mortgage at a lower rate, and of course he doesn't understand, you know, mortgage servicing and things like that. But it's magic. The the bottom line is, if, if I'm not calling my clients, somebody else is for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. and and I think, um, you know, again, you know, Greg kind of touched on this, but it isn't just the refi market that that's impacted. It's it's the purchase market too. You know, our clients again, the buying power is affected. You, you know, people here all about the interest rates. They call me and they're like, well, I thought I could get 3%. And you're like, oh, you must be talking about Thursday, yeah. right? right. That's interesting. It was Today's that, Monday. It was that right? fast, yeah. And that's, and that's, we don't normally see it being that volatile. And that's the problem right now with, with communicating to our, our clients, whether it's a buyer or somebody I'm, I'm refinancing. We need to act now. Cardinal Financial has a product that, that, that I've not seen other companies offer. We have, we have a lock and shop program. Essentially, you can lock your interest rate today and for up to 90 days, shop for a home. You're locked in. You're, you're protected against any sort of market increase. And at the end of 90 days, if we could just extend that lock if you haven't found a home yet. But the bottom line is just because you're pre-approved and you're, you're looking for a house, you don't necessarily miss out, you okay. know, and you're not going to be negatively impacted down well, that, the road. That's a big deal. And, yeah, and that's the other, a really big deal. And, and the most important part of that deal is if the market improves in your favor, we'll, we'll also do a one-time so, float down yep. where you nice. don't lose the best rate that's available okay. on the market. Yep. As okay. a caveat to that, too, really quick, because we were talking about uncertainty, right? And, th- and th- that's why the rates are so volatile right now. Um, one thing that market hates more than just about anything, they'd rather have really bad news and know about it than run into uncertainty. Yep. <laughs> right? Right? It just scares the, the bejesus out of the market. But one way we can manage that, both uh, for, for you guys from the mortgage end, but Paul and I from the real estate side, is when we write up these purchase agreements, you know, that close date is usually out about 45 days on average. And we usually have a, a section in the purchase agreement where we can allow that buyer to shop those rates right up until five days before close. Correct. Sure. So that's a great way. So that way you've got uh, over a month to kind of watch things and work with you your lender. Use your right. lender, Joel mm-hmm. or, or um, Greg, and just sit, lock in when they tell you to. And Can you guys write that in your contract? Absolutely. Greg and Joel. Greg and Joel. Exactly. It's science. 
Exactly. I like exactly. my name came first, so yeah. Yeah. as it should, as it should. Well, listen, if if you guys would like to get a hold of Greg or Joel uh, and are interested in just you know picking their brain about refinancing, yes, the rates have ticked up, but maybe it'd still be a really really good idea for you. And if you're looking to buy a new house, or you know they're the ones to talk to as well, get a hold of them. Um, you can get them Facebook.com/slash Twin Cities on the Move. Just leave a comment or send us a message on that. Uh, Twin Cities on the Move at, or TC. O-T-M at gmail.com is another way that you can connect with them. And I'm sure they'd be happy to, to meet you and, and talk about your situation. So when we come back, Justin's on the hot seat, man. Um, how is <laughs> all of, Yes. All, how is all of this affecting housing? Um, we'll find that out. Episode 14, segment three of Twin Cities on the Move is up next. We're still here, uh, episode 14. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Twin Cities on the move from sunny Snelling Avenue, of course, in the Minnesota podcasting studios. We're just starting to batten down the hatches here for, yep. for the coronavirus. And, and again, it's, it's probably, you know, wise counsel to being proactive, be yeah. proactive yeah. and uh-huh. go along with this. Um, things are, you know, things are happening. It's strange, strange few weeks. That's for sure. What I've noticed interesting um, in the housing market as a realtor, it's still just bananas. Yeah. But it, is. it, it really is. is. Yeah. I've had four appointments today. People want to buy houses. People want to sell houses. Things are still, and it's it makes me feel good. I mean, life is still moving forward. People are still making plans and wanting to to do things. They're taking advantage of Greg and Joel's awesome interest rates and and the market in general. And they they're not people aren't sticking their head in the sand. I mean, that's what no. I've noticed. No, you're absolutely right. Paul. Yeah. And part of the reason why we it took us an extra five minutes to fire up the third portion of our podcast today was I was setting up an appointment for a client because she wanted to get out and see a, another property this afternoon. It, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think people are probably tired of the meme by now, but it's true. The one thing that hasn't dropped twenty percent in the last week is your house. That's very true. So if you're a homeowner you're you you've got a really cool position to you're you're in a really cool position. Right. You right. Know, of all the investments you could have chosen this particular week, you're looking like a winner. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know? And you know, and somebody was just telling us to, you know, real estate is not short term. No. It's not something that, you know, it's not this roller coaster of, of a of an investment. It's something that that is more longer term. And so when when you do buy real estate, you it's not something that you buy with the idea that, gee, we're going to get out of this quickly. If you're an investor that flips houses or something like that, that's a completely different animal than the average person looking to just buy it yeah. and live in a house. And that's for sure. And I think it's always good to remember now one out of eight, the last eight recessions is the only one that affected the housing industry negatively. Other than that, prices, home prices appreciated through all of the other seven recessions. So yeah, and to that point, to Paul, to. that's a great one to bring up because even the worst one that we had, the 2008, which is the absolute worst that we've seen in our lifetimes, the market still came back. It came right it's still right. higher yeah. than it was before it cr- collapsed. And if you look at the overall history, just like the stock market, you know, it, it'll come back. It'll yeah, be okay. I think so Everything's going to be fine. We just, yeah. Just got to be no, I think so, too. Calm. Now, yeah, exactly. Just be calm, I think. Now, now given our always being optimistic and our glass half fullness, have you seen anything 
or heard of anybody that, that kind of that was a little bit on the fence or, or had some concerns, I guess, regarding real estate in yes, the last week? Yes, some concerns, but not enough to stop them. I have a client that's going to be listing a really nice house in St. Paul here in about two weeks, and, and we're still going forward, full steam ahead, but okay. made the comment, you know, the market's acting a little crazy right now, and the, the coronavirus is a very serious thing, and everybody's finally taking it serious, so... Yeah, but there's there's stuff like that, but it's certainly not stopping anything, at least not at this point on our on our end. No, I and that's me too. I just showed a house just this morning. My clients, they do want to write an offer on it. The one thing that they said is that we're going to just be kind of thoughtful of what's going on and what might happen with the economy right now. Excellent. Um, so yeah, be yeah. smart about you it. You should be. Yeah. You should be. One of the things that I keep thinking about is, is you know, like I, I completely agree with shutting down these sporting events. And, and I'm, I'm actually a huge proponent of just shutting down the schools because I think – I have five kids and I, yeah. they're not clean. I mean, kids, they don't, they don't, they just <laughs> they don't think the about, opposite of clean. they just don't think about, about those things, you know? And, and they're just, I mean, they're little germ factories to begin with. Right. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. the first time you send a kid to school, the whole family gets sick and you're like, Oh, okay. That, yeah. This is what people are talking about. But the reality is the thing I think about is these really large gatherings where there's a lot of people, you know, you go to a restaurant or something and you know, it's a kind of the same thing, but on a smaller scale. I mean, at some point, though, we just have to say, take precautions, but, you know, kind of live your life and just live it a little bit more, you know, diligently as far as, you know, being clean and, you know, contact and, you know, that kind of thing, I guess. Support these places, though. I mean, yeah. they, they really, especially right now, they, they need our help. They to need, get yeah, they do. Have they a need. nice meal and go, you know, go do some stuff. No, I agree. I agree. And just be thoughtful. Be thoughtful. Be thoughtful. Be aware of how you feel. Right. That's probably one of the best things is just be aware of how you feel. So, how do you guys feel like the inventory is right now? Low. Very low. My goodness. It's always low. Yeah. Is it ever, I was going to say, has it ever not been low? I can't it remember. It seems like the last five years now. It's just, we just it's, need more inventory. So, if there are any sellers out there, if you want to get uh, probably the best price that we've had so far on houses, yeah, now's you, the time. What, you are, uh, you're missing out if you're not listing. What's the breakdown of your guys' business between you know buyers and, and listing? And do, do you f- have a real strong focus on one side? Just last year, I was exactly 50-50. Was yes, okay. exactly. Perfect. 100% 50-50. So, and it just was, it, it varies year to year. Um, for me, it seems like my I sell multifamily properties is usually about 20 to 30%. Of my okay. business, not just single family homes, but duplexes, fourplexes, up to 10, 20 unit buildings. Yeah, what about Same you, Justin? Here. No, and I, and I love that percentage. And the reason why is it, it would be nice to have all listings because once you get something listed and you do a good job of marketing it, it kind of it, it propels itself forward, right? But um, from the buyer perspective, when you're out getting inside of all these different homes, you, you keep a much better pulse on what the market's actually doing. So you're on the front lines. You know exactly what's happening, usually ahead of time, ahead of the public, because it usually takes us about six months to get true data on paper, whereas you and I, Paul, are on the front lines showing these houses. No, it's true. Them, so. When I represent buyers, I feel like I'm a bit of a, a you know, like a, a sprinter. Almost or a track athlete when you're a, when, no it is yeah. and then when you're a listing agent you're like a bodybuilder yeah. you push 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 so hard and once that thing hits the market that's almost like a victory lap yeah yeah it's yeah. all the preparations all ahead so so it is it's two different things and I think that when you do do both like Justin says that you you're just a more well rounded realtor that that was the reason I I kind of had the question because I you know obviously I work with a lot of different realtors in my business and run across them just like you guys do and there are it seems like there are certain companies where 
they almost force the agents to, you're either a listing agent or you're a buyer, you know, they, yeah. like they don't have that, that good mix. And, you know, maybe if you're just a listing agent, you love the inventory issue, right? You're like, I can sell this house for whatever, you know, we're not going to have any issues. But I think, of course, being, you know, like on almost anything, being more well-rounded and diversified is, is really the key. So let's say I am a homeowner. What would that beginning step look like if I reached out to you? My thing is I just go sit down with you. If we could go take a tour of your house and go from there. And hopefully when I do that, I come with the idea that really a couple things. Let's find out what we would need to do to bring your house to market. Are there repairs that need to be made? Is there anything, you know, just simple, simple odds and ends to, to big ticket items, you know, and then do our best to figure out what the best next steps are for that. Compare your house to the market, to the, your neighborhood and what's going on in your neighborhood. And with the idea of hopefully giving you enough information as a, as a home seller to be able to price your house correctly. Um, I always tell my people, I don't price your house. You price your own house. I'll give you my two cents and I'll show you why I think what I think. But then that job is yours to price your own asset. And then lastly, just to discuss kind of what Justin was talking about before, the tools that we have together as Justin and I as realtors to bring your house to market and to show it off so that when we do show your house to the world with the idea that we're going to sell it, we basically hit everything with both barrels. You right. know, and, and to really come on strong as far as from a marketing standpoint goes. And honestly, it sounds like whether you decide to sell or not, that's just good information to have. I think yeah. so. I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to know what your house is worth. And same thing, I'll usually stop out and look at the house first so I can give them a better market analysis. And then I'll get all that information together and then come in and say, okay, this is why I think, oh, this is what the market's actually telling us your house is worth. And yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. it's been very effective. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, and if you're ever interested in that, anybody, um, you're welcome to get a hold of either Justin and myself. Again, facebook.com slash Twin Cities on the Move. Feel free to leave us a comment, T-C-O-T-M at gmail.com. Well, good. Well, thanks for listening today, everybody. Again, thank you to Tina Winchandy, Country Financial. Um, if you need something insured, she's the one to go to, uh, 651-846-8163. Again, thank you for joining us. This is episode 14 of Twin Cities on the Move. Everybody wash your hands and have a wonderful day. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com. With Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Joel Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642. And Greg Rios' NMLS ID is 1505482. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.